Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness. Here's the high stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. He ties the game at the buzzer. And to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor Vipless, and I want to welcome you to the Players Lounge. It's a new podcast brought to you by Inside Carolina in partnership with Heels for Life, UNC football's NIL collective created to bring together UNC football players, fans, and businesses. If you enjoy content like this, go check them out at heelsforlife.org and become a member today so we can keep bringing you these kind of episodes and you could get access to other exclusive content today i'm joined by my former teammate shaquille rashad who's the executive director for heels for life and today we're joined by UNC defensive lineman Travis Shaw, the freshman, making making waves early in Chapel Hill. Travis, appreciate you getting on here with us today. I noticed there's a baseball player in the MLB also named Travis Shaw. Is that something you were aware of? And I guess the question would be, who is the, the real Travis Shaw? Oh, man, that's definitely something I'm aware of, you know. Um, you know, just being out in public, you know, people like look my name up, this, that, and third talking to just talking to people you know they always that's the first question they wait you play baseball da, da, da. so it's just like man it's, it's 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 really crazy you know just had the same name you know as a professional player so just talking to people and everybody thinking i play baseball is just like nah that's the wrong one that ain't that ain't the, that ain't the right travis shot that's the wrong one so is it is it something on social media too where you guys both are named travis shaw where you know, sometimes you're getting tagged in baseball clips and maybe sometimes he's getting tagged in, you know, all these high recruiting uh, football clips. Oh, man, I promise you right now, if I show you my DMs, if I request it, I'll probably have at least at least the top six would be, you know, me tagged in baseball posts and <laughs> just things like that. So it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's like, do y'all not look at the Instagram y'all are tagging before you click it? Like, I don't know, man. You got a build of a baseball player. You look like a baseball player to me. (laughs) Like, man, are y'all looking at the profile or not? Y'all just clicking stuff on there, huh? Oh, that's incredible. (laughs) Well, I feel like the uh, the one way to differentiate y'all, like on Google and everything, might be with nicknames. So I I noticed your Twitter name is Cheesy Trav. What's the story with that, man? Maybe we can start calling you that instead. Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. As I was making my Twitter account, you know, I was trying to put, you know, Travis Shaw, blah, blah, blah. But I guess since, you know, he has, I guess since the real, the MLB player Travis Shaw has his name as, you know, Travis Shaw, I guess I couldn't use that one. So I really just looked at suggested, and, you know, I had a couple suggested. And, you know, I think the first one was like X, Y, Z, T, something, 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 just a whole bunch of random letters. And then it was like Shaw, and I was like, nah. Then it was like another one, and it was like some random stuff, and it was like, nah. Then the third one was Cheesy Trav. So I was like, oh, yeah, Cheesy Trav it is. And that's how I just clicked it. 
<laughs> you gotta be there. You gotta be the only person that's ever actually used a suggested Twitter name. I feel like they suggest those all the time and nobody ever uses them. <laughs> that's how so, it was, man. Just click TZ Trav and we roll with it. Yeah. Do you have any other nicknames that maybe you picked for yourself and not Twitter picking for you? Oh yeah, for sure. Um so my name is really like Travis Rayshon Shaw Jr. So I get called Jr. some. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, like normally, a lot of people like that's really close to me, like my family and everything, they call me Big Stepper. Okay. So, so that's that's really the name that I uh, stick with, nickname wise, is Big Stepper. I, I love that nickname, Big Stepper, and kind of <laughs> leads perfectly into the next question I wanted to ask you. You pick number four. Four on, you know, a defensive lineman, a big stepper. It, it's it's a bold statement. How did you land on number four? Uh, yeah. Um, so it's funny. So, like, coming up in high school, you know, um, the single digits just looked cool to me. You know, it just looked – it just matched my vibe, matched my swag on the field. So, my freshman year, as um, I'm coming out as a ninth grader, you know, I'm coming out. And my freshman year was probably the, you know, where my high school was the best or had the, you know, the most amount of talent. So, um, so I come out for practice on the first day and coach Brown, he's like, go over there with the JVs. So I had on number eight, I had on number eight. So I go over there with the JV and like, I'll probably give you seven minutes max. He's like, Nope, you got to come over here with the varsity. So as I'm coming over with the varsity, I see it's like another number eight. So I'm like, how's this going to work? So the next day at practice, he's like, um, yeah, you're not going back with the JVs, blah, 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 blah. You're coming up to varsity. We got to change your number. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm confused. I'm like lost. So it's like, um, it was a senior tight end. It was our senior tight end. And he had a number eight. So he's like, um, Either you can switch your number to this or switch the number to that. And I was like, no, nah, I want eight, coach. And he's like, well, the senior guy got eight, so you want to go talk to the senior guy, then you know, da, da, da. I was like, all right, coach, he got it. So that lead, I got 18. So I couldn't get eight, so I got 18. So as I got 18, you know, I'm going through 18. And 18, it just wasn't comfortable. Like, I just it just won't sit it right with the one and the eight right there. It just won't sit right with me, so. My junior year, I decided to go single digit. I finally got the single digit. Um, I'm talking to Coach Brown, which is my head high school coach. I'm talking to him. I'm like, Coach, I'm going back single digit, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, what single digit number you want? I'm like, give me two, Coach. So he goes in the, he goes in the equipment room. He grabs out two. You're not going to fit in this, Travis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's a couple, so a couple of days go by, and I'm like, he like, just uh, take a couple of days and think about any other number you want, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking about it, like, nah, coach, I want two. So what they did was they just ordered, you know, bigger jerseys for me. They ordered a big enough jersey for me to wear. So that's how I got two. So then when I got here, you know, I wanted to keep two because it says, I, you know, um, I did pretty good in two, you know, my junior and senior year. So um, as I got here, uh, we had a defensive player that already has two, and he's he's an older guy. So it was like um, – you know, I wasn't going to come in and he already had two for his time being there. I wasn't going to come in like, hey, yo, let me get two or let's work something out, blah, blah, blah. So um, that's how I didn't get two in college. So my 
next thought process was, okay, what other number will I get? So the, across the whole D-line, we really got, like, single digits. So we got, yeah. you know, um, we got Javari Rissi with five. We got Keyshawn Silver with six. Um, we got Miles Murphy with eight. We got Desmond Evans with ten. Uh, so my thought process there was like, okay, boom. If I get four, then it's going to be – no, 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 no. So I, Coach Galloway, he gave me the choice of one and four. He gave me the choice of number one and four. So I'm like, I'm not getting number one. I didn't like how the 18 looked. I didn't like how the one looked at 18. So I know the, just the one period is not going to look good. So I'm like, I'm not getting number one. That is out of the picture. So I'm like, boom, just give me number four. And I got four. So now it's D-line. is four, five, six. And then you got eight. So that's how I got the number four. When you're growing up playing football, were you always on the line? Or, you know, can, can Carolina fans expect to see you kind of get loose with the ball maybe at times <laughs> with, with the number four? If I'm being really honest, my first time playing D-line was when I got to high school. Wow. Growing up, growing up, you know, I was always the bigger kid and this, that, and the third. But, like, my skill set is – a skinny person's skill set, but somehow, you know, I just got bigger. So growing up, I played a lot of quarterback. I played a lot of fullback. I played a lot of, you know, other positions that, you know, people would, would typically look at me and say I played. So, um, so like AAU pop Warner, you know, uh, middle school, I played quarterback. So I moved to D line in middle school. I played quarterback and I played D line. So like, you know, score a touchdown, Go to the sideline, get some water, come back, play D line. So, you know, uh, so I mean, it's up to you know, it's up to Coach Matt Brown. You know, he wanna he wanna display my talent that much and put me on the offensive side of the ball and let's wreck have it on that side too. With with that skill set, we're starting to see more of that in the NFL with guys like you know Christian Wilkins when he's lining mm-hmm. up with the Dolphins at that like fullback position. When you're looking at this UNC team with the the single-digit defensive linemen, so you, uh, Javari Ritzy, Keyshawn Silver, Miles Murphy, who is the most likely from that group to get loose and score a touchdown <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball? Well, it'll definitely be me. It'll definitely <laughs> be me. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one with experience on that side of the ball, so it'll definitely be me for sure. Oh, that's incredible. Well, speaking of getting the the ball in your hands, I know you played a little basketball in high school. I got to ask, I I think I know your answer is going to be, but were you any good? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) You can pull up highlights right now. Of course. If you think you still got it, it hasn't been long. Of course, I still got it. I haven't, no. We can go to the gym right now and I still, yeah, of course. Of course. All right. All right. Well, in that case, I got to ask you to see how confident you really are. If you had played five to seven minutes a night during March Madness for UNC, what stats are you putting up? If I played five to seven minutes in March Madness for UNC, oh, of course, I'm balling. Of course. I probably got to – I'm playing five to seven minutes. I got to keep that in mind. All right, five to seven minutes. Oh, yeah, easily ten points. Easy ten points. Uh. The centers, they kind of tall and, you know, college. So, I probably – I get about two blocks. They ain't fundamentally sound. I get about two blocks. A couple steals because they clumsy with the ball and they start dribbling. So, I have, like, ten points, two steals, two two blocks. Uh, I ain't perfect. About two turnovers, you know. 
and I'm, I'm more of a passer than anything, so I'll probably say six or seven assists for I sure. I like that. My gosh, that's a that's a nice quick five to seven minutes. We might have to get oh, you yeah. some starter oh, minutes. Yeah. I'm balling. I'm balling. <laughs> I'll rip. Yeah. So either on UNC or somewhere else, who's your player comp in basketball? If we look at NBA, college, who do you compare yourself to on the court? Uh, if I had to compare myself to anybody on a court, you're going to have to give me uh, give me a Joel Embiid. Give me a Joel Embiid. I like that. Give me a Joel Embiid. Yeah, I could see you with that finesse around the bucket. <laughs> finesse, the dog talking, all of that. That's me. That's me. All right, here's my last question on basketball because I want to see how confident you really are. You play LeBron one-on-one by ones and twos to 100. It's make it, take it. Mm-hmm. You start with 95 and the ball. Are you winning that game? 95 and the ball to 100? Yep. LeBron oh, James. Yeah. Money on the line. Put that in my pocket. I need yeah, that. Let's go. Of course. Of course. He can't. I'm telling you. Now, if we started on the three-point line, then he might get me. But if we started on that block, that's me all day. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He can't handle that. He can't. He can't. I like. Can't I, I can see that. you going to work. Is that? Oh a yeah, strategy? for sure. Just, just back him down in the post. Yeah, he's fragile. He, he hurt. <laughs> he hurt right now. He hurt right now. That's me. That money is on the line in my pocket. That's mine. That's mine for sure. <laughs> that's a good point. This is probably your best time to get him with the Lakers down out of the playoffs. For sure. For sure. We want to use this time to let fans to get to know you a bit more. And I think we're, we're doing that so far. But if you had to pick one meal for your, the rest of your life, what would you say your favorite meal is? Mama's home-cooked chicken off the rip. Mama's home-cooked chicken. Is there a chance me and Shaq can meet you in Greensboro for some of this home-cooked chicken? Oh, yeah. Pull up the Easter dinner. Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> he didn't waste any time on that either. He Pull knew exactly up. what he was going to. It must be good. Pull up. It's got to be Pull good. Got to be. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's keep going and getting to know you. What's on your pregame playlist? Like, when you're walking around pregame, we can see you bobbing your head with the headphones in. What can we expect you're listening to at that moment? Oh, man. Um, any particular song or, like, any particular artist? Either, either. Like, artists, oh. songs, anything like that. Oh, off the rip, I'll give you – I give you four different artists or four different songs. So, off first song is gonna be Lil Baby. Well, first artist is gonna be Lil Baby. Yeah. Anything by Lil Baby to get me in the zone. Anything. Um, next, I have to go with Big Yavo. Uh, song called "I'm Him." Okay. That's that's the, that's the next one. Um, third artist, I have to go Lil Lil Double O. Come meet the Walkers. That's gonna get me. That's gonna get me fired up right there. <laughs> Uh, fourth, fourth song, fourth artist. Oh man, uh, he's struggling. Anything by I turn on, I turn on Young Boy. I don't really listen to okay. Young Boy, but like if I need to get in that demon mode, I turn on Young Boy for sure. Yeah, that, that's pregame music for sure, <laughs> for sure. And then everyone's got them. The embarrassing songs. What's there on your iPod or on your phone right now that fans would be surprised it's in there? Uh, you know that's a that's a tough question. You look like a Miley Cyrus guy to me. Miley Cyrus. Me, me and Shaq are both Justin Bieber guys. I'll raise my hand. I'm a Bieber guy. Yeah, I'll admit it. I got to take it back to those Sunday those Sunday cleanup days when mom got the ox with some Keisha Cole or something, for sure. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What does she have? For she sure. has like Lions, Tigers, and Bears, that one song Keisha Cole has. Is that Keisha Cole? I can't remember. Uh, Someone fact check it. We'll check that later. We're not fact checking. Keep it moving. <laughs> we won't fact check it. <laughs> 
Travis, uh, who who are you living with at Carolina? My roommates. Yeah. Um, I live with uh, Zach, Trey, and George. Okay, so with those guys, uh, I'm gonna ask you a question, and then you say <laughs> who it applies to the most. Got you. Roommate that you're the closest with. Zach. Zach Rice. The messiest roommate. The messiest roommate? Yeah. George. George Petaway. <laughs> George Petaway. You didn't have to think twice. Is that a, a common nope. area thing or just his room? And his room, the common area, the kitchen. Zach can tell you the bathroom. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. What about the the roommate everybody has to make sure is awake for an early lift or practice? Zach Rice. <laughs> Zach Rice. The other day we had a team meeting. Um, it what's today? Today's Wednesday. We had a yep. team meeting on Monday at ten o'clock. So, me, I like to get up, pushing pushing the time. So like we got a team meeting at nine. The walk from you know where I live to the stadium is probably like ten minutes. So I get up at like nine twenty. I wake up. I'm brushing my teeth. Blah blah blah. I look down the hall. Trey's gone. Good. George gone. Good. Both of their doors open. So I go back to brush my teeth, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Look back down the hallway, and Zach's door is still closed. So I'm like brushing my teeth as I'm walking down to his room, and I'm like knocking on it, no answer. I'm like, all right, maybe he's gone. I'm like, nah, he's not gone. <laughs> Knock on it again. Yo, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? I'm like, you know we got a 10 o'clock meeting, right? 10 o'clock team meeting, right? He's like, what? What kind of meeting? What kind of meeting we got? I said, we got a 10 o'clock team meeting, Zach. He said, wait, we got that today? I said, you oh. I said, I said, didn't get the team works? He said, I did, but I thought that was like next Monday. I'm like, Zach, <laughs> why would we have a team meeting next Monday? Like, what are you talking about? He's all like, man, all right, just give me five minutes. I'll be ready. Five minutes, I'll be ready. So by this time, it's like 9.35. So I'm like, go back in there. He's turned back over. I'm like, Zach, we have a team meeting with Coach Brown. Get up. Like, get up. What are you doing? He's talking, man, I promise you I was just up. I don't know what happened. I turned back over. I'm like, yo, you are really tripping right now, dog. Get up. We have a team meeting. So Zach would be the Zach would be the one that you have to remind me, you know, make sure he's up, you know, rolling when the ball's uh, when the ball's time to go. It's oh, even worse God. when we got like 6 a.m. practices, you know, George. George is the George is the you know the driver. So like them early mornings, nobody wants to walk that. So we all wait for George, you know, to get up and get right and then drive us over there. So and we we leave around like 535. The past couple, the past couple practices we had, we ain't leave to like 540, 545, because we gotta wait on Zach, you know, get dressed and get right. So he uh, he definitely the worst. That that's the key for those those Ram Village apartments. It's just the the nobody gets left behind mentality. Everybody uh, for just sure. has to look out for each other. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. But with the last question, when it comes to the roommates, who has the best style? Best style. Oh, I mean, I ain't, we ain't really had no, you know, get dressed type. Um, it, I have to go. Who's the most consistent with it? I have to go me or George, for sure. Me or George. You know, Trey, Trey he's like a us. Sweatshirt, sweatpants type guy. You know, Zach, he's like a Adidas sweatsuit guy or like any matching sweatsuit. Um, 
you know, me and George, we just casual. Like we have on, you know, something slight with some with some great feats. So I say me or George. That's cool. That's cool, man. I um I gotta ask. So you enrolled in January. It's only been what, like four months, three and a half four months. Four Yeah. What's what's the best part of college so far? Anything you can pick. Best part of college so far. Um I'll probably say probably two classes a day. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Having workouts, you know, workouts early, have the two classes a day, then you're done for the rest of the day. I'll probably say the two classes a day for sure. Yeah. I I remember those days. It's like you're used to being in high school where you got class from like eight AM to three PM and it's like, wait a minute. I started eight and I'm done at ten. That's it. <laughs> What I'm telling you, <laughs> that is the best feeling ever. <laughs> Early classes, I say that. Speaking yeah. of speaking of classes, what would you say the hardest class that you've taken so far? Because I think that's also a a pretty big jump when you're going from high school to college. Oh yeah, for sure. I said the work. You said the worst class, right? Yeah, the hardest or worst. Yeah, or the hardest. Yeah. Um, I'm taking this class, Plan 59. It's called Plan 59. It is basically like. You're learning about like the world fairs and stuff from years ago. And I mean, man, it's the class is just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The professor, she is great. Like she is great. Like half of the time she probably don't know what she's saying, but she's going to break it down into details to where everybody in the class is going to get to know what she's saying. But I'll probably say that's the worst class. It's just learning about world's fairs and doing research on, you know, things that, me, my parents, or my grandparents probably went around for. So I'll probably say that's my that's the worst class. That's the worst class ever. Yeah. No, I remember that for sure. Well, you know, you got some time to pick a major and everything. I don't, I don't know if you have yet, but, like, what do you think you want to do? So let's say 30 years from now, you're mm-hmm. a 10-time Pro Bowl. You won 10 Super Bowls. You've accomplished everything you can in football. You retire. What do you want to do after you're done with football? It doesn't sound like it's going to be learning about history. It's definitely not learning about history. <laughs> that is off the list. Definitely <laughs> off the list. Um, 10 years from now. Um, I, I just want to like, you know, have something like my own business or something like that to where it's like, I don't have to worry about working for nobody or worrying about this and that, you know, just continuing to build my brand off the field as a person, not just not as a student athlete, you know, just build my brand as a person, you know, let people get to know Travis Shaw outside of the helmet, you know, probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, maybe it's like a cheese business, cheesy Travis. <laughs> it's selling different kinds of cheese. <laughs> After a long career with the Packers or something. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Packers fans are going to be praying for Travis Shaw. Start blowing up with, the, with the name cheesy trap. But Travis, I was, I was on your Instagram and I'm somebody who is big with tattoos and, Notice you have a bunch on your arms. Can you explain to the people what your tattoos are and the significance of the ones that you do have so far? Yeah. Do I need to put them in the camera or just talk about them? You could just talk about them, show them off if you want, but uh, for the people that are listening to. Gotcha. So my left forearm on the top, I have my mom's name. That was my first tattoo. She told me I couldn't get a tattoo unless it was her name first. So I got my mom's name. Then on the back, of my left forearm. It's my niece's birthday. So I got my niece's birthday in Roman numerals. Um, on my left bicep, I got 336. You know, got to represent the city. Um, on my right wrist, 
I got a rose um, on my right forearm. I got a cross with blessed right up underneath it just because everything I do, I give it to him. You know, uh, I'm, I'm really blessed, you know, from where I come from to be in a position I am now. So I'm really blessed with that. And then on my back, on my, on the back of my forearm, I got a script and it says, love your enemies, do good to those who hurt you, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mislead you. Um, yeah, I got that. Then my most recent one, I have tiger face on, on my right shoulder. I have a tiger face. Um, you got some leaves at the bottom. Um, and that just represents my mentality, you know, the the go-getter, the evil mindset. And then on my right, my right calf slash, <laughs> my right calf slash shin, I got another rose with, like, chosen coming out beneath it. It says chosen, like, coming out the rose. Just because I feel like, you know, like I said, from where I'm from, I'm so blessed and just blessed to be in this position. And I just feel like I'm the chosen one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Those are cool. And those are all my tattoos. Any more on the way or any ideas? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I got – oh, I also got, you know, like just stars and clouds in to fill around. Um, I Also, I was just thinking about this, like, Man, I'm still a little, I'm still a little, you know, empty on my left, on my left uh, forearm. I was really thinking about going this weekend, you know, to fill some man, but um, I have, I don't really have any, uh, any new other tattoos in mind yet. So for the people, if you would like to give me some tattoo suggestions, go ahead and send them my way, my man. There for it is. Sure. And make sure you send it to the right Travis Shaw too. So that's to the right the Travis Shaw. <laughs> to the right Travis Shaw for sure. That's awesome. Well, that brings us to what is my favorite portion of the show um, brought to you by Grindhouse Supply, a local company based in Benson, North Carolina, that has exclusive collections of vintage movie posters and apparel. It's owned by Carolina fans. So you'd be supporting one of our own, which is always awesome. Uh, We've got that everybody eats mentality in 2022. So check them out. Grindhouse.com. That's G-R-N-D-H-A-U-S.com and support the people that are supporting our favorite players. So the movie porch, Travis, this is my favorite part here. Everybody's got that movie that they've watched 10 times and they can keep watching on repeat for the rest of their life. One, I want to ask you, what's that movie for you? And two, when you're watching it, what are your movie theater go-to snacks? Ooh, my favorite movie. I got a lot of, I got a lot of movies that I can go back and watch over and over and over. But I'll probably say the number one that I can turn on and just watch start to finish and tell you everything that's about to happen, it's probably Friday after next. 
<laughs> yeah, let's for go. Sure. For sure. And um, favorite movie snacks. Um, favorite movie snacks. I'll probably say um, like some Skittles or some some um, peanut butter Reese's cups. And then I'll probably say some 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 cheddar ruffles or something. You had me till the cheddar ruffles, man. I was right with you on the first two for the Whoa. cheddar ruffles. Yeah. Whoa. Gotta have the cheddar ruffles in there. I was also out on the cheddar ruffles. So I just wanted, <laughs> oh, I just my. oh, my. Oh, <laughs> my. Oh, my. The youth these days, man. <laughs> oh, my. But, Travis, getting, getting back to the football bit, you played in a state title game in Keenan Stadium before you had even committed to UNC what was that experience like for you playing in in such a big stadium? I mean, it was it was it was it was wild, man. It was wild, you know. Um, I mean, it was it just gave me a you know another edge and another you know motor just because like they were in my top you know at the time they were in my top schools of choice to pick. So you know, just being just being in the atmosphere of you know one of the schools that you're potentially going to, and you know just that in third. It was just, it was just, it just felt amazing, you know, just being, still being in high school, playing for something big in a big atmosphere, you know, it was just, it was just mind blowing to just feel like I was getting the experience, not being a student, not being a college athlete, you know, still being in high school, just playing in a college atmosphere, you know, and um, having, you know, both sides packed out. Uh, it was, it was really amazing. It was really amazing. What are you imagining it'll be like for that first game when you play? Have you had time to kind of take it all in and think about that moment coming up? Uh, I mean, you know, as a as a student athlete, you know, everybody has that thought process in the back of their mind to where it's like, da 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 da, da. everything's gonna be sped up, everything's gonna be louder, blah blah blah. But I mean, when you in that, when you in the game and you locked in. And you got a goal to achieve. You got a, you know, you got a job that your coaches want you to do. And you're not playing unless you're getting that job done. You know, the, really the only big thing that's in my mind right now is just, you know, making sure I get the play call in time enough to get myself set and, you know, get my, you know, stuff like that. So I'll probably say that's the biggest thing I'm worried about right now is just, you know, with everything being riled up and, you know, everything moving faster. I feel like I feel like you only get sped up if you allow yourself to get sped up and, you know, the things around you. So. I'll probably say my biggest thing right now, you know, is just making sure I'm focused and locked in when, you know, everybody's yelling and, you know, this, that, and the third, you got the band playing. I'll probably just say my main focus right now is just making sure I look at the sideline, looking for, you know, whoever is giving the signal calls out and make sure I get that down. I'll probably say that's the biggest thought process right now. You were absolutely on the right track. Like, I remember my first game running out on the field and I'm sitting there looking around like I'm starstruck because I went to a small high school, man. Like, so we didn't have people at our games. We were lucky if everybody's parents even came. Um, and so we're, we're, I'm looking around and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. And then all of a sudden the offense is lined up and I'm looking at Kevin Reddick. I'm like, K red, what's the play? And I, I I'm thinking that's what I said. I'm sure I was probably just yelling and mumble. He's like, he goes, little man, just ball. And I was like, Bro, what do I do? <laughs> so my, my first play, you know, you get great in every game. My first play was yeah. definitely a minus, but I think I had some plus, uh, pluses after that. That's crazy because during the spring game, I had that exact same experience. I had, well, I had it two times. I had it two times. It, it, it always right when, you know, the substitution is happening. So substitution is happening, and I'm coming in. And, you know, the spring game, it's not as loud as, you know, a regular game would be. 
So it's like, it's still a lot of commotion going on. There's, you know, it's still just, so I'm looking and I'm, I promise you, I'm looking at the sideline and it's just like, I think I just zoned out. Cause I'm looking at the signal caller giving me the signal call. And after he was done, I'm like, what's the call? So I'm looking at Javari. The first time it happened, I'm looking at Javari. And I'm like, Javari, what's the call? Javari, what's the call? And he's like, uh, hold on. Let me look real quick. I'm like, Javari, he already gave the call out. What's the call? So he's like, oh, just line up in a blah, 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 and just go. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So the next time it comes, and, I'm, and it's, I'm looking, and I got the call, but I got the wrong call. So I got the DB's call. I didn't get the D-line call. So I'm looking, and I'm like, Miles, what's the call? And Miles, the, the response Miles gave, it was just not the call at all. It was just, <laughs> it was just incorrect. So I'm looking. I'm like, Miles, what's the call? Miles, like, what's, what's, what we got? He's like, just line up in the two-wire. And then just, I ain't going to say exactly what he said. He said, yeah, yeah, basically, basically, it was just line up in the two-wire and mess the center up. Yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah. like it was just like all right, Miles, I got you because either it's two out or it's a zero tech. So it's like either one of them is it, I'll, I'll be correct, but it's which one of those is correct. So he was just like line up in the two out and just mess the center up. And that's so, funny because like those are the differences that can change a football play. But like to the average exactly. fan, you might not be able to see the difference between a two eye, a zero, yeah. and a shade, you know. But that, exactly that should, those six inches change everything for you. Definitely does. Definitely does. Yeah, and, sure. and coaches is real strict about what they want. So definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, so when you're on that field and you are settled in and, and you're getting the play calls and you're at the speed and everything, like how would you describe yourself as a player? I know you said on the basketball court that you, you're a, you got small man skills. What is it in football? Oh, in football, um, you know, once I'm, once I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm locked in, you know, I'm getting everything I need and, uh, it's time to just strap up and it's time to go, you know, because um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to do this for my family and you're trying to do this for your family. But at the end of the day, it's like one of us got to win and one of us got to lose. And I'm not I'm not much of a loser. So it's like, you know, um, it's like me versus me and you versus you. Yeah. So once that once that ball is lined up and, you know, we're both standing against each other, it's either like you're going to go down or I'm going to go down. And there's no way I'm going down. So it's just like just strap it up and it's time to just go release it. So um, I'll just say when I'm on the field, you know, um, the number one thing is I'm a leader. Yeah. So everybody around me, you know, is going to be feeling that, giving it the energy that I'm giving off. They're going to be feeling that. So it's going to pick everybody up around me. But um, I'll just say for what, you know, my team and, my, and the fans can expect would just be like an animal, an animal, you know, a, a big, a big wild animal, a huge wild animal, just going crazy. A huge wild animal for sure. I, I love it. Are you a uh, you a trash talker out there? We don't need any examples, but are you a trash talker out on the field? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, I'm a trash talker for sure. I mean, you know, you got some people that take the trash talk and they try to do too much with the trash talk and they make that stuff look crazy. And then you got some people with the trash talk and then they like better their game. So like, when I'm in a game, I want to be going against the best so like, if i can get you to, if i can trash talk you and get you off your game okay cool but if i could trash talk you and then it helps your game and you know you try to go hard and just in a third that's 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 the type of physicality i like so you know i just go out there and just trash talk and you know i'm gonna trash talk to everybody no matter what no matter if you're playing no matter if you're on the sideline 
No matter if you're not even dressed out, I'm going to trash talk to everybody for sure. For everybody, sure. Everybody could get that trash talk. Everybody gets it. <laughs> only, pre- only people that will not get it is the coaches, you know, because yeah. at the same time, you never know what can happen. That coach can end up at your school two weeks later. You know, it, just crazy stuff can happen. So that's yeah. the only people that don't get it is the coaches. You for talk, sure. You talked about the uh, the music you listened to before games. One of the songs was like, I'm him. We've we've seen players describe themselves as him more and more recently. Uh, Caleb Love being the, the latest example during Carolina basketball's run in the tournament. How would you describe to people like me and Shaq who are maybe five, six years out of college <laughs> and then the fans who are even older than me and Shaq, what what um him actually means when you're out there? Well, you know the word the the word him, you know, is getting thrown around too 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 too, too much. You know, it's getting thrown around too too much. And, you know, um, but for those who don't know, I'm him. It just basically means like it, it's 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 just like that the person that's going to make something happen, or the person that's going to stand out the most, or like. I'm him basically is just like summing up that nobody around me is messing with me on the level of the things that I'm doing, the things that I contribute to, you know, the things that I'm putting out, you know, just, it's just, it's just basically like you're different than everyone else. You know, it's just like, you're in your own bubble. And I'm not saying that as like a big head. It's just like, nobody's on the same level as you basically, basically. Yeah, it's it, to me when I think about it, it's like a confidence thing, right? It's like you know that that yeah, guy that sure. you've been hearing about that that's the the like you said the chosen, right? The guy you've been hearing about that's the that's, the, sure. that's the guy like that's me, you know. You're just like, like sure. hey, yeah, you're raising sure. your hand and saying yeah. like, that's hey, me. Hey, I'm here. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm here. Got the right one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no that's doubt. definitely would have been for sure. It sounds like based on that, it's been a good one. But the question I wanted to ask next was just what that adjustment to college football has been like—the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, the mental aspect of it, all of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely different. You know, it's definitely different to where, you know, every, everything about the game now is just different, you know. Um, you know, in high school, if your coach calls a, a call and you're lined up wrong and you go make the play, hey, hey, hey Travis made a play. But now it's like in college, it's like if, if a coach calls a call and you're in the wrong gap but you still made the play, they're not even looking at you making the play. They're looking at, you know, you lined up wrong. And – it's just, it's basically just broken down more detailed and, you know, like you said, more physicality and, excuse me, you know, more speed everywhere. So it's, 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 it's really like a, you know, like a big jump, but at the same time, it's just like, when you really want it as bad as I do, it's just like, either you're going to make yourself fit in or you're going to make yourself stand out and you can stand out in a good way. You can stand out in a bad way. So, you know, for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's really the same for me because I'm still having fun with it. You know, I'm still having yeah. fun with it. And that's the ultimate goal is, you know, to have fun with it. And, you know, that, that Coach Tiz will say execute. So as long as I'm having fun and I'm executing, you know, it's really just the same for me. We're recording this and the, the spring game was this past Saturday. How do you mm-hmm. think the spring practices kind of went for you? Oh, for spring practice for me, you know, um, at first, at first it was a little rocky, you know, just learning how to practice learning how to practice as a, as a, you know, as a college athlete, you know, just learning how to practice, learning how to, you know, go through some things, um, you know, learning to keep my emotions that I let build up, you know, learning to keep those hidden. So like if I was to tweak my ankle, not to let that be shown or anything like that, you know, 
just learning how to be a college athlete. Um, wait, hold on. What's the question? <laughs> how spring practice yeah. went. How spring practice went. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it went really good. It went really good. You know, like I said, it started off a little rocky at first, you know, just having to learn how to do things correctly and how to, you know, basically just basically just learning how to do things correctly, you know. But um, as it went on, you know, I'll probably say about the third, fourth practices, you know, I was catching on and things like that. Um, like I still got a lot, a lot of things to work on, but, you know, um, overall, it definitely went great. It definitely went great. Yeah. And so one of the things you talked about is like that adjustment period and how different the game is. Like I can imagine because I did it too. Like enrolling early is such a big advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, what went into your decision to do that? Oh, uh, man, you know. It was really just, it was really just like, so I hurt myself my junior year. So my junior year, I hurt myself. And, you know, so I was really out for most of my senior year. So most of my senior year, I was out. And that's where I started gaining a lot of my weight. So it was really just, you know, just to get up here and wanting to get working early on my, on my injury, you know, um, basically it was just time to, it was just, it was just, I just felt like it was the right move. It was it was time to get serious, and it was time to stop playing around, stop wasting time, basically. So, like, at home, if I was still back in high school right now, you know, um, basically I will just be wasting time, you know, um, wasting unnecessarily time at that. So, basically it was just, you know, to go ahead and get the ball rolling because now everything that I've been through as a freshman, it's just like if I was not to enroll early, like thinking of, like what the what what the rest of our class has to go through, you know, it's gonna be it's they're gonna be so behind. It's like they're gonna have to learn it on the fly, which is gonna be more pressure on them. And it was just, I just feel like it was the best move for me possible. Yeah, it's such a phenomenal opportunity to come in and get six months of college football to make that adjustment to do all that mm -hmm. before training camp. Because like you're saying, the first time that your class that didn't enroll early gets the opportunity to strap up the pads and take the field. It's going to be like in summer. training camp. Yeah, training yeah. camp when they put on pads. So, yeah, they'll get some workouts. But then camp is the first time they'll put on pads, and we're getting yeah. ready for the season then. So it's a little different for sure. So it's pretty cool you got that. Mm -hmm. And I, you got to do it with one of my favorite coaches I've ever had, Coach Chizik. So what's oh, it been yes, like sir. with you? Talk to me about Chiz. Man. Uh, you know, Chiz is great. Coach Chiz, he's great. Coach Chiz, he's great. You know, um, you know he has a plan, and – he it's like like you would you wouldn't even think the plan wouldn't work because he's like going to make it work you know he um he came in from day one he said we're going to do this we're going to do that and since day one it, it, nothing has changed you know um like this practice we may have a bad a bad practice running you know running the stuff that he's calling but you know overall it's just like um he's going to stick with it you know and you can really like you can see the passion in his, in his, in his voice when he's talking to us, you know, and even, even when he's talking to like individuals, you know, um, you can show that he's really invested in the time that he's putting in and the, the time that he's working with us and, um, just the things that he's saying and the, the way he moves is just like, you can tell, like, he's really about business and, you know, he has, he has, you know, he's played in those big games. He's been in those big moments and things like that. So, you know, any athlete will tell you um, they will trust and believe someone more that's been in it than someone that hasn't been in it. So by him just being in it, being in those big moments, being in those big time games, you know, making those big time calls, it just it just shows us that he's built for it and 
you know, it just shows us that what we're getting is something that we can believe in, something that's that's worth, you know, actually trying for. And he's a people's person, you know. He knows how to talk to you. He's going to still get up in you and get, you know, get on you about things like that. But it's the way that he delivers as, you know, as the 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 role that he has, the way that he delivers and, you know, talks to talks to us and me and my teammates is just, it's just outstanding. And it's, 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 it's like somebody, somebody that you will want to play for. Yeah, for sure. I, as you're saying all that, all this stuff is running through my head. I'm remembering my first meeting. You got me ready to go back and strap up again. I, I think I have a year of eligibility left. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the crazy thing is me and Shaq only played for Coach Chiswick for one year that 2015 season. But, like, mm-hmm. if you if you ask us, like, he, he was one of our favorite people to interact with on a day-to-day basis because, like you said – it feels like he's giving you the game plan. And if you just focus on that game plan and do the things he says, you're, you're going to find a lot more success. And I think that's why we were so much better from 2014 to yeah. 2015 when we went to the ACC championship and mm-hmm. Clemson, but you're listed at six foot five, 360 pounds. When, when you talk to the coaches on the defensive side of the ball and you talk to the nutritionist, where do you think your ideal size would be for football? And how have you tried to work towards that goal? Cause, cause you mentioned um, when you were hurt putting on some weight and now trying to get that off. So how, how's that all been kind of going out for you? Oh, it's been going really good. You know, it's been going really good. Um, like I said, when I hurt myself, you know, I added a couple unwanted pounds, you know, so as now I'm just talking to the coaches and talking to the nutritionists and talking to Luke and those guys that's, you know, that's dealing with that's dealing with stuff like that. You know, it's 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 not even necessarily like, oh, it's mandatory. Like they need to get me down because they still they it, this is really all on me. Like they want they want me to play at the best of what I'm feeling the best. So, yeah. like, even though I am 360, you know, it's like the way I'm still moving and things like that is still impressive. So it's 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 not like they're forcing me to know to come down and things like that. But I just feel myself as like, take it back to my sophomore junior year when I was around the three thirties era, that's where I felt the best at. That's where I felt more comfortable. That's where I felt, you know, just, that's where I just felt good and healthier. So that's my goal to get back down there. And, you know, as Emma came in from day one, you know, I locked in with Emma from day one and, you know, um, I made terrific strides, you know, coming down. So um, as I locked in with her and, Locked in with, you know, Coach Hess and those guys in the weight room. Um, I've made tremendous strides, you know, bringing that down for sure. That's cool, man. And I, I feel like as we've wrapped up that previous question, I feel like we did someone a big old disservice. We always talk about Chiz on here. Coach Warren's a dog too, man. So I, I got to give him oh, a yeah. shout out. Yeah, Chiz oh, yeah. gets talked about a lot. Oh, Coach yeah. Warren's a dog oh, too. Yeah. So oh, we yeah, got to make sure definitely. we give him a shout out. Everyone talks about Chiz. So Coach Warren – Sometimes he gets forgotten, but that guy's a beast, man. And so I'm, I'm excited for him too. Oh yeah, he's the. If I was, if if Coach if Coach Blah wasn't around, I would say Coach uh, Coach One is the coolest, co- coolest coach ever, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm for glad sure. that. That's cool. Well, so we'll move on now that we gave him his shout out. But <laughs> you you were a much bigger recruit than me coming out of high school. You were a five star, like you were you were the guy, right? So when do you remember seeing the moment that like? You, you just thought to yourself, like, I'm pretty good at this football thing. Man, that's a question I haven't got asked before. But I'll take it back. It was my – I was on my birthday trip, and I went to New York. So I did a lot – I did a couple of traveling and stopping in places, and, you know, um, it, was my, it was around my birthday. And I'll say my birthday was like two days 
two days before this this happened. So I'm in my hotel, and you know I'm in my hotel, and me and my me and my boys we had just got like cleaned up and stuff like that. We had just came from where were we coming from? It, well, that doesn't matter. We were coming from somewhere, yeah. and then we came back to the hotel. We, you know we showered and stuff like that, and then we got dressed, and then we were coming out of the hotel. It was a real big hotel. Um, I can't really think of the name of the hotel right now, but it was in like in the middle of Times Square. So we're coming out of the hotel and, you know, we're finna go walk, walk, walk outside and stuff like that. And as I'm coming outside, it's like four different families that's standing out there. And like, usually like being so big, you know, everybody going to turn and look and this, that, and third, like, wow, who's that kid? Who's, you know, so as I'm coming out, I just have like four different families that's standing right there and they're not associated with each other. It's like a family here, family there, family here. And as I'm coming out, like you can always hear people talking, yeah, And you might not make it seem like you can hear them talking. So I hear the families all talking and each family is just like, wow, that's Travis Shaw. And like, I, I can hear it, but I'm not like, oh yeah, what's up? That's me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like feeding into it. So I, I'm just still walking and I hear them and they're like, wow, that's Travis Shaw. And then like the little, the, like the little siblings, the younger kids, they came up to me and they were like, hey, Travis, da, da, da. can we get a picture with you? Just that in third, just in third. So I'm like, wow, like I'm way in New York. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even in my city. I'm not even in my, you know, my, my area where I should be well known as, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm somewhere that's, you know, that I have no clue who these people are. So I'm just there. And I'm like, wow, that's Travis Shaw. They come up asking me for pictures and stuff like that. And then it's like, like, wow, like people actually know who I am. And as I just keep walking, you know, it's just, you know, different random people just coming up like, Hey, what's up, Travis? Da, 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 da. Go Tigers. Hey, what's up, Travis? Go Dogs. Da, da, da. Go Hills. So it's just like, I, I'll probably say that's the moment where I realized, like, you know, I, I'm him for sure. For sure. For <laughs> I, sure. I, had, I had a really similar experience, man. I remember like senior year of high school, I was in church and someone I've been going to church with for a bunch of years said, you play football. And I was like, yeah, I do. And so like, that was my, that was my moment. Like you, for you, it was in New York. With all strangers. For me, it was the, the old woman that went to my church. So it seems like we had similar experiences. <laughs> Jack, Jack, what, what, what were you uh, ranked out of high school, Shaq? Outside, I don't want to say that. I'm not about to say the number with him on here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I try to get ranked, they say, no, nah, this, this is not even happening. <laughs> At least you're in like the 400s. <laughs> They 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 couldn't even run out of uh they couldn't even go high enough to give me a ranking. <laughs> Travis, a lot different than us. You know, you're a top five. You were a top five recruit in the country. You were the top player in the state of North Carolina. The top player at your position. What was it like coming to Chapel Hill with such high expectations? I mean, no, it it really wasn't like I would say it. It was really no like no pressure. You know. Um, you know, I'm a dude, but, you know, on the defensive side of the ball at Carolina, we have some dudes. And I just feel like those, those guys were, you know, just held back, just held back of their athletic ability, you know, with, with some, with some, like the calls and stuff that they were running, you know, we had some guys that didn't know what they were doing in this type of situation because they were never used to it before. You know, we had like pass rushers that was dropping in covers and things like that. So, I would say it was it was definitely no pressure, you know, um, just being from, you know, being local, being a hometown guy, it's just like 
it really just made it easier for me, you know, just to stay home and, you know, come, come in and, you know, get to plan. But like I said, it was, it was really no pressure. You know, um, I'm the type of guy, anybody around me can tell you this, my high school coaches, my mom, my parents, anybody can tell you this. Like, I'm not a big, you know, focus on rankings guy, you know, um, only time I'll see my rankings is when I get tagged or something on Instagram or things like that. Like I would never go look myself up and be bragging about the type that I'm ranked this high and ranked this low. Because at the end of the day, every time you suit up or every time, you know, put those clicks on, you have to show who, the, who you are as a person and who you. So, I mean, I had guys that was ranked above me at like some of these camps and like some of the guys that was doing them in never did me like that. So it was just, you know, rankings, this rankings was, it's really biased. And, you know, I, I'm the type that's never paid attention to those and things like that. So I didn't really, I mean, that stuff just really doesn't, you know, catch my attention. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the right mentality to come into it with, man, because if you come into it, that like, that's where you get humbled really quick. Exactly. And now I will say though, most people do get humbled at some point or another, that welcome to college football <laughs> moment. Have you that's... had a welcome to college football moment yet? Uh, I haven't. I mean, the only welcome to football college moment I had was, you know, having to get up for practice and lift and meetings and class. So that's, that's, I haven't had an on field welcome to football moment yet. I have. Well, I hope it never comes for you, man, because it's a, it's a scary moment when you get it. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say the same thing. I remember mine came on a, a scout special team thinking I was going to make a play on kickoff and Eric Ebron was waiting to blindside block me and, <laughs> Uh, my guy Ebron <laughs> absolutely decapitated me but with with the the guys that you've come in with and some of the guys that are already there there was there was a big TikTok with um you George Petaway Holloway Tony Grimes Zach Rice Andre Green and Chapman what were group chats like with that group where you're all recruiting each other and trying to figure out, you know, is it going to be Chapel Hill where you guys all team up at? Oh, man. Well, that TikTok you seen, I really wasn't supposed to be in that TikTok. <laughs> I really wasn't. I, it was supposed to just be like a Virginia, you know, Virginia group TikTok. But as I seen them doing it, I'm like, nah, I'm about to jump in this TikTok. Like, <laughs> I'm about to jump in it. Like, there's no way I'm standing out of this TikTok. So, um, but, you know, the group chat, you know, we all, I got, I'm in plenty of group chats, you know, with the guys. And it was just, you know, we all just made it feel like it just like it felt like home to all of us. You know, it was no way that we could say no to Carolina, um, you know, with the things that's going on, the things that's happening, you know, the the things that's happening outside of football, like, you know, the new facility that's getting put in place and things like that. So it was really just a no brainer of saying no to uh, saying no to Carolina. And me and Zach, we've been knowing each other since we we're like eight, nine ish. So. Once I once I locked in with Carolina, um, I was a little bit nervous that he might have went to VA. But um, once I locked in with Carolina, I just knew I, he was coming right behind me, coming to Carolina. Yeah, that's cool, man. And you mentioned that it felt like a family, and like that was something oh, yeah. that I felt like I like I saw and I could feel from y'all. Um, what was that moment like when you decided you were coming to Carolina and you picked up that phone and made that call to Coach Brown and the coaching staff, or whoever it is you called? Like, what was their reaction when you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Chapel Hill? Oh, man, I don't even know if I can say this right now. Uh, well, so I had my commitment date for the 20th. Yeah. I was down here, 
like July. It was somewhere towards the end of July. And I had my whole family with me, you know, um, and, you know, all the coaches and, you know, the whole staff and everything, we were in this meeting and we were just talking. This is like, and we were just talking, we were just talking, just talking, just talking. And it was like something in my heart just made me feel like, wrap this thing up, like wrap the recruitment process. This is, this is the one, like, this is the place to be. And as I'm sitting there and I kid you not, you can ask anybody that was in the meeting. I kid you not. I sat there and I'm just sitting there and I'm just listening, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm looking around at my family, everybody just got the biggest smile on their face. And as I'm just sitting there, it was just like, it was just like, wow. And then I just like, out of nowhere, I just felt myself crying. And right when I felt myself crying, like I just knew it was the right moment. Like I just knew it was, you know, the place to be. I just knew it was the right fit for me and my family. You know, my family was enjoying it. You know, I was enjoying it. So as I'm sitting there and I'm just crying. And then like everybody's just looking at me like, like, dang, what did we say wrong? Or like, what do we <laughs> like why why is he crying for us? So you know, my emotions was just built up and I was just sitting there and I was just crying. And I just like I was just going through it. And then Coach Brown, um, no, I think my mom made everybody like made everybody get out. Like my aunts and my uncles and my cousins and everything. I think she made them get out. And it was just me, my mom, my grandparents, um, and then the coaching staff. And as I'm sitting there, I'm just still crying. I'm just still crying. Now, I can't stop myself from crying. I'm like, man, what is going on, bro? Like, like you this big and you cry for no reason? Like, what are you doing? So that's like, all running through my head. Yeah. So at the so, you know, Coach Brown, he gets up, he goes grabs a box of tissues, he brings over that to me. So I wipe my face, and then like five minutes later. You know, I just stood up and I'm like, I'm coming home, coach. I'm staying home. I'm playing for you and, and you know, your staff, this, that, and third. And at that moment, he just like, and then, he, <laughs> and, then, and then he starts crying. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the place to be. So once I told him, you know, he starts crying. You know, you got Coach Cross giving out his speeches and prayers and stuff like that. So, I mean, once I told him, you know, I told him, like I said, I told him like July is – you know, towards the end of July, like, you know, I'm coming home, this, that, and 30, and he starts crying. So I'm like, yeah, this is the place to be. And then what, like, added the cherry on top was at, right after I said that, you know, he was like to his staff and, you know, to everybody else, we're going to keep this, you know, closed in with just us. Um, we're not going to let it out until, you know, Travis lets it out, this, that, and 30. So, like, I'll probably say from – the end of July to my commitment, they, they knew I was coming. They knew I was locked in with them. So um, when I committed, it was just like a everybody kept the same energy from when I committed, you know, um, from when I verbally committed to when I actually committed. Um, everybody kept the same energy. You know, they were still happy when I did commit on the 20th. You know, I still got all the texts from all the coaches saying, glad to have you home, this, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. So that was the moment of when – they found out I was committed. And that's awesome. That's, uh, again, like, I, my story was not nearly that cool. I called them there like, who is this again? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but seriously, man, Travis, appreciate you jumping on with us here today, man. And it, it's been a lot of fun. This went, I want to say, longer than any other podcast we've done. You gave us some great stuff. It was cool to hear from you, man. So I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, like, this is the kind of thing 
and we hope to continue to bring you guys. So head to healsforlife.org, um, check it out, become a member, help us keep doing things like this. And if you happen to see someone walking down the road with a Heels for Life hat on, ask them <laughs> about the event we just had, right? We had an awesome event after the spring game. People got to interact with players, get some signed autographs here, radio show. We want to keep doing things like that, but we need your help for sure. So y'all check out healsforlife.org. Keep listening to the podcasts.